the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so before I go into the dimwit in diapers, the traitor and thief, the asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, some call president, the election stealing fraud, the unelected dictator of America. This is not a story that isn't tied directly to the city of Chicago. You see, Xi Jinping, the communist piece of garbage who is murdering his people, who disappears anyone, anyone who speaks up against his tyranny. He has, just like we do here, state-run media. And today, right before I get on the show, China mocks San Francisco, mocks America, and their willingness to clean up the streets only for foreign visitors from China. You see, the people that, why San Francisco has a lot of Chinese, isn't because they wanted to bring China to America, it's because they wanted to live free. They wanted to get away from government supremacists. Unfortunately for them, that state and that city is a sewer Democrat-run hellhole, like every other third world, like China itself. Don't let that suit fool you on the number one son of Mao Zedong. Don't let it fool you. That's a hardcore, murdering piece of garbage. And by the way, the sickest part of it all, we're financing the whole fracking thing. And we have been for decades. Now, when we talk of trade and business, it isn't meant to prop up tyrants. It's meant to inspire the people to throw off the chains of slavery, the chains of servitude, and demand a representative republic. But how are we going to do that now when we have this dimwit? Aside from the fact, traitor, he is a traitor and always has been. An on-the-take, two-bit Democrat whore, just like the trainees that call themselves aldermen are today. In the meantime, he is incapable of speaking at this point. It's disgraceful. Leading, leading tech companies uh-huh. like Anthropic, and, and I'm going to mispronounce. I'm not going to. Is there a panic button for when he soils the trousers? You think he hits it, and a couple of Marxists just run off and carry him off to the stage with a cornstarch in their hand? What do you think, Squirrel? I'll try. <laughs> it's better not to try and not mispronounce than try and mispronounce. And in that little, that little quip, in that very little quip, shows you the cowardice of the entire fracking party. It's better not to try than to screw up. And that really sums it all up. And that's why the Republicans don't try to remove the most obvious bribed asset of the communists in China, of the oligarchs in Ukraine and the rest of it. Why wouldn't you just try? And they feel just the way Joe Biden is. 
So now we're going to surrender to Xi Jinping, who in this country, I'd still like to think there's enough of us to stand up and destroy the communist tyranny. But then you look at the city of Chicago. There's not enough. There's not enough people to do that. Chicago, I heard you and I hear you. We are implementing a tiered 60-day shelter-stay limit. There he is with his faux hawk, the dumbest elected official ever. And this is a communist trick. Five-year plan, a tiered plan to clean things up. Never want to do what Americans are supposed to do. Act now. Implement law now. See, but that's what he'll never do. So now we're going to hear the arguments, and I've got the clips, the same clips everybody else has, of the, of the people who are just figuring out. You know, government supremacy sucks when you're not the favorite class. When you're not the favorite of corrupt government, it really sucks to live like a slave. See, this is something we figured out 247 years ago. Way to catch up, boys. Morons. In the meantime, can you at least get a better dictator? And as I always do, I raised areas where the United States has concerns about the PRC's actions, including detained and ex and, uh, and, and exit banned U.S. citizens, human rights and corrective uh, course of activities in the South China Sea. Millions, millions of people have died. Mao Zedong killed far more people than Hitler and Stalin and the number one son of Mao Zedong. Xi Jinping. And by the way, this idea that he doesn't speak English, it's ridiculous. You know, he lived here, right? You know, he speaks English. Vladimir Putin speaks English. Everybody speaks English. And why shouldn't they? We're the ones that have been bribing them for decades. You know, I uh, digress just a second. I was with Xi Jinping today and uh, and I showed him a photograph that he's extremely proud of. When he was a young man, I think he was 32, maybe 28, 30 years old. Don't do math. You have dementia. You can't remember what day, what year, what month. You can't remember your address or if you have slip-ons on. On that range. And he was, hey, how you doing, man? He was actually standing on the Golden Gate Bridge. He had come to visit. And he said, and I looked at the picture. I said, I want to show you a picture. He said, I like that picture. I like to play it. Well, he was translated to say, I like that picture. So he's been coming. Squirrel, I got $20, says it was a picture of Bruce Lee. Here, and uh, one of the things I pointed out to him is that you have one of the largest Chinese populations in America here. And uh, he was, uh, he feels like he's going home here. He doesn't feel like he's going home, stupid. The reason you have Chinese people here is because they were fleeing the murderous communism of him and his other overlord, Mao Zedong. And it's been like this for a thousand years in China. They're run by emperors and dictators, and they murder anybody who isn't in the family. Kind of like the Teamsters with their short-in-the-pants mafia, all spelling their name wrong. Meaning household wealth has grown by 37% in real... Now, does he mean here or China, Squirrel? See, because China tells the same lies to the people. And it got me thinking, do you realize how long... This has been going on where we're funding these communists. You see, they don't actually have money. They have nothing. Their people operate under slavery or they kill them. Mainly, they pick their lowest class of people to operate, kind of like the way uh, uh, Democrats destroy the quality of life for everybody in these cities. They do it on a grand scale. And in the meantime, this is something that's been going on for decades. But I'll never forget hearing one specific politician discuss a bribery scheme to the Chinese Communist Party most people don't want to talk about. And the Republicans could have stopped years ago. 
But every time it comes up, they continue to fund it. Mr. Chairman, this amendment provides that no funds for new obligation guarantees or agreements can be issued under the Export-Import Bank, uh, under OPIC, or under IDA, the, uh, excuse me, under the Trade Development Agency. This, again, is an attempt to try to slow up the amount of dollars that flow into corporations and for their benefits specifically, as well as our foreign competitors. See, I want to tell you why CEOs who are subsidized and bribed and would bribe anybody to keep their own money, why CEOs went to kiss the ass of Mao Zedong's number one son, Xi Jinping, last night. China, for instance, receives the largest amount of money from the Export-Import Bank. Oh, Squirrel, don't let this bother you. It's 15 years ago. And it was the same 25 years ago. And do you know how it could stop overnight? If Xi Jinping was talking to a man and a U.S. president who represented America, favored nation status would be removed today. And it all stops. In the meantime, when you hear these propagandists tell you China's economy is is bad, it's almost worse than ours. No, it isn't. Because we're underwriting their economy just like we underwrite our own. Outstanding liabilities for the Export-Import Bank now is $55 billion. There's $5.9 billion have been granted to the Chinese. Last week, we had a very important vote on trade. And it was hotly debated over human rights issues. I voted to trade with China because I believe it's proper to trade with people. You're less likely to fight with them. And in this institution, too often, we use our terms carelessly, and we talk about free trade as being something which is managed trade. Free trade here generally means that we will have the uh, NAFTA people managing trade, the World Trade Organization managing trade, and we will subsidize our businesses. Just this past week, we had the World Trade Organization rule against us that we get grant $2 billion worth of tax benefits to our own corporations, and they ruled that that was illegal. And this is all done in the name of free trade. So I want you to understand, when you hear the propaganda on the idiot box, by the wannabe actors who couldn't get jobs on a soap opera. When you hear this story and Gwen Stefani and all the other dimwits that go kiss the ass of the murdering communist. Stefani on stage tonight with second gentleman Douglas Emhoff. Stefani performed at the reception that President Biden hosted tonight at the Exploratorium in San Francisco. The APEC welcome event had celebrities, CEOs and global dignitaries in attendance. KTVU's Janet. What you saw what you're hearing is a surrender to the ideology of government supremacy. We are a hybrid communist country. Hate to break it to you. And it could stop now. It could have particularly stopped if the representatives we sent there to represent us, the people who do not want to be Marxist or communist or Democrat mafia scum, would have stood up and stopped funding it. Because in this rubber stamp funding is the same money flow through the IMF bank, and other world corrupt organizations to bribe the communists and to keep us quiet. That's why the CEOs were there. So even if they don't believe in communism, they have to go there because our corrupt judicial system rules against them if they do not comply. See, that's the only way you could get away with such an obvious moron, with an obvious idiot in charge of anything. The dazed and confused Joe Biden, where's the panic button? I think I soiled my shorts. Uh, Next question, sorry, was Bloomberg. Yeah, 
you better have your state-run media. Now, I want you to think back to any president. Was it ever so obvious that this president, that any president was completely incompetent of anything and boldly lying with no reverse questions? You know, it's been my approach here in the United States from the moment my administration took office. We're building an economy from the middle out and the bottom up. So was Xi Jinping. So was Mao Zedong. So was the communist in Vietnam that we sent 58,000 boys to die for nothing. So is the Hamas. The Hamas is doing the same thing. And their oligarchs live in Qatar. Ours live in Washington, D.C. So make no mistake of it, this isn't a diplomacy. This isn't any kind of changing of direction. This is a swear of allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party. What you're witnessing is the American surrender to the Chinese overlords. And don't worry, they're not going to forget the Middle East tyrants or the murdering oligarchs in Ukraine either. We're going to surrender to them all. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, The Answer. Grasshopper! Traitor, rat bastard! Everyone's gonna play for you the Joe Biden talking about Newsom can do his job. Anybody can do this frickin' job. All you did is become a traitor to your nation. And it's more important than just Biden admitting that he can't figure out why his socks are wet and he wants it all to stop. Make it go away! Everybody wants him to go away, even the so-called morons that vote Democrat. However, the reality is this is important because Newsom, as a sitting governor, swore allegiance to the Chinese Communist Party during his trip to China. So what you have here is a guarantee that the American taxpayers will continue to bribe the Chinese Communist murdering government in perpetuity. And the Republicans that you think are going to stick up for you, like Speaker Mike Johnson, bull dung. That son of a dog couldn't lick the pen fast enough and sign the blank check. I want to talk about Governor Newsom. I want to thank him. He's been one hell of a governor, man. Matter of fact, he could do anything you want. He could have the job I'm looking for. The nice thing is nobody has to really win it. You've got stealing it down to a science. And the Chinese right now, their economy is not all that healthy. They're talking about a devaluation. So this is a liability that the American taxpayers are exposed to. And if we do have a concern about Red China and the Chinese, yes, let's work with them, let's trade with them, but let's not subsidize them. By the way, that's in the very beginning of the Tea Party. And the American people rose up and we sent so-called politicians who became backstabbing traitors scum and multimillionaires at the same time. All except Joe Walsh. That fracking moron can't make five cents no matter what you do with him. Dave in Downers Grove. Hey, uh, Sean, can I say something about Biden before I talk about what I uh, call him for? It's, well, up until the Chinese communists take over, it's still a free country. Shoot! I, I, I believe mainstream media, because if they would tell the truth, because they know that election was stolen, Biden wouldn't be in that office. Of course, of course. By the way, I'm gonna, I've got a great clip coming up. I've got a great investigation into the actual fact that Joe Biden is unelected. He is an unelected usurper of American politics, of American presidency. Go ahead. 
Uh, the reason I called was I, I was uh, forced to go to the city because of work, and I went by the Anderson and Halstead police station. Looks nice, huh? And all these all these illegals, yeah, it looks nice. All the illegals, they have their porta bodies, they got people cooking food. It's a regular party. I don't know why our own homeless don't just go over to the police station. It's like a, it's like a teamster picket line without the big fat rat. I love it. Let them all have a good time. In the meantime, Dave, it's a third world country. It's run by the same ideology that destroys these formerly great countries. By the way, these all these these Central and South American countries at one time were nothing like you see them today. It's just the result of what happens when you elect government supremacist tyrants. And you're seeing it in your own city. That's all it is. And this idea, what is it? What is he got? He's got a tier system. Combined with robust case management and workforce access to move new arrivals through our system to self-sufficiency and economic stability. You can't do that for your own. Hey, you with that faux hawk on your head, you moron looking freak. You can't do that for the regular Chicagoans. Are you taking a look at some of the news? Are you seeing the insanity? People getting murdered, the mayhem. There is going to be no one of decency left. And that's what it's going to take. That's exactly what it's going to take. To watch the people who voted for this their entire lives. The step and fetch. Oh, is he a Democrat? I like him. Now eat it. Eat it. New bill is expected to be signed into law by Governor Abbott soon. See, this is how this is how real Americans govern. This is how they represent their American citizens and their interests. They don't like taking their money and giving it to people who don't deserve it. And by the way, their first act as a so-called wannabe American is to break our law. Here's how, it's, here's how it works in decent areas. I always like to give you some high note. Make crossing the border illegally a state crime and also allow Texas officers to deport migrants. See, if you're not going to do it, government... Then we'll do it. And you know what will happen, Squirrel? The Marxist, communist, hybrid Democrat judges will sue Texas. And they'll try to nullify, nullify the very principles of federalism, as they always do. It makes it easier for them to steal elections. On September 29th, the EIP blog post described that video report as making, quote, falsifiable claims that were debunked. Without- this is the Integrity in Election Board that is sponsored and paid for by Democrats and the government writ large. Factual support, misleading, and disinformation. Remember those quotes, because there was a series of lawsuits that were filed against the New York Times and EIP that I filed when I was with Veritas, and we'll get to that later. The EIP was created on July 27, 2020, just two months earlier, and describes itself as a, quote, coalition of research entities focused on supporting real-time information exchange between the research community, elected officials, government agencies, civil society, organizations and social media platforms. The EIP's purported purpose is detecting and thwarting election-related misinformation and disinformation. Four entities that comprise EIP are the Stanford Internet Observatory, the University of Washington Center for Informed Public, Graphica, and the Atlantic Council's Digital Forensic Research Lab. Now, when the New York Times writer, Maggie Astor, published her first defamatory hit piece on September 29th, she relied heavily on this blog post from EIP 
I just told you about, the metadata of which demonstrates that Maggie Astor must have received that in advance. That means that EIP coordinated with the New York Times and helped her basically write her front page article. The article was used by independent fact checkers in USA Today and Facebook to say the video was false. Facebook, which worked with USA Today, subsequently banned the video. We're up against the clock, but I'm going to play the rest about the ballot harvesting and the rest of it. And by the way, when the Republicans just wrote another blank check, they did not secure anything in it. Nothing. Nothing about the border. Nothing about election integrity. So do you really think it matters if they run the dimwitted diapers who didn't win in the first place or Newsom? They'll question Newsom even less. He's got good hair. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. This special in- AM560. The answer. Election Integrity Project is another misnomer, another fraud, another con job by American Marxists around our nation. It was formed 100 days prior to the theft referred to as the 2020 election. Sorry, that's the fact, and I will never give that point up. Joe Biden stole the most important office and now is destroying our nation. And he's also packing our bureaucracies with his ideological sycophant scum. So let's go to that New York Times article, first paragraph, quote, deceptive video was probably part of a coordinated disinformation campaign, according to researchers at Stanford University. According to experts, these experts were relied upon by the New York Times to make their claim. Now, Maggie Astor was referring to this blog post written on September 29th, hashtag ballot harvesting amplification. Then last week, now November 2023, Jordan broke in his report that he EIP stakeholders included the federal government would submit misinformation reports. EIP would analyze the report and find similar content across platforms. EIP would submit the report. You know why this is important? Because who's really benefited from the Joe Biden so-called administration are the corrupt scum in our country. Absolutely and unequivocally. But arguably, the biggest benefit benefactor or beneficiary, excuse me, is the government itself. They've never had more an army in bureaucrats, never been paid more with cushier jobs and nothing to do. Just ask those sickos at the FDIC. Report to big tech, often with a recommendation on how to censor. Now we've learned that EIP was working with the Department of Homeland Security, a division called CISA, C-I-S-A, which basically means that EIP is an arm of the federal government. The report lists us as one of the accounts being targeted. My name. Us is uh, OMG Media, formerly Project Veritas, and James O'Keefe specifically specifically. And by the way, who is affected by all this? You. You lose out on valuable, truthful information because social media platforms gave in to this unelected, unaccountable secret group and removed critical information from the web. When you went to the polls or went in for a third booster shot, you didn't have all the information you needed to make an informed decision. And the federal government was responsible for all of that. A lot of other important voices were also censored. Seth Dillon, even the Babylon Bee, a satirical website. 
website was targeted. Even this straightforward tweet by a lawyer named Harmeet Dillon was censored by Twitter at the request of the Election Integrity Project. So whose idea was this? Well, it was the Department of Homeland Security's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA. Team- but they didn't want to do anything about the Sinaloa's or the Middle Eastern terrorists, Hamas sympathizers. They didn't want to do anything about that. They just want to do misinformation. And at the same time, Joe Robinette, my socks are wet Biden, surrenders to the communist number one son of Mao Zedong. The bureaucracies are making sure our own economy never can pick its head up. The difference between a stay order and an injunction. Oh, I got the wrong clip. Hold on. Wait, wrong clip, wrong clip. That would have been perfect. Well, you know, you screwed me all up. Percent of global emissions. Yeah, but if right you could now. answer my question, if we spend $50 trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what. Do you know what a net cost is? It's a fraud. A net cost is to be determined by whoever's saying it. It's another Marxist trick of language. A net cost. You fraud. You never did anything in your life. You couldn't run a hot dog stand. But you're a bust out who managed to get a very important position in the Marxist mafia. Uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how. How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, is it going to reduce world temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't know, do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know. There is no math. Like every other policy they have, there is no math. This is meant to weaken us. I wonder, is the communist murdering scum, Xi Jinping, what's he going to do for green energy? So you think he's going to weaken himself? How about the oligarchs in Europe? Are they going to weaken themselves? Um, no. Of course not. This is the intentional destruction of our economy. This is what Joe Biden's doing. And he says, you're, you're, the, the median wealth is up 37%. What, does everybody work for the government? Is it all like Chicago? Everybody work for the government? George in Naperville. Sean, Dale Sayers only needed six inches of daylight to get the job done. Migrants are going to have 60 days to find a job. How many do you think will do that, or will they remain just welfare recipients? Well, the real question is, George, how many will kill Chicagoans? How many, how many retail stores will be robbed? How many cars will be jacked? I mean, you're used to it now, right? It's Chicago, third world country, inside of a once great country that used to be a great city. Teresa knows the brass coast. Brass Coast, checking in, Sean, and yes, I do know. Um, you know, you mentioned San Fran at the top of the show. San Fran is now the same as Kensington, Philadelphia. Druggies on fentanyl and Trank, and both Newsom, Democrat, and Shapiro, Democrat, just sit back and watch. Another casualty. Nothing. Another casualty of the communist agreement. With China yep. and us. I mean, they're the ones that are, are weaponizing the fentanyl, and we all know that. We knew that for years, and they're working in conjunction with the, with the cartels in the same way the Hamas morons are in their 7th century costumes. The question is, how much more are the city of Chicago going to take? Whether it's the woman who got hit with the log provided by Starbucks, which, by the way, I hope the lawyer sues Starbucks, too, and Chicago. 
Because that repeat yeah. felon, he doesn't have two nickels to get together. He's like Joe Walsh. In the meantime, somebody better pay for this. And how about the kid that got killed outside of the House of Blues? You imagine yeah. that? You imagine that? Yeah. That's why, I'll tell you what, you know I like you, and I like anybody who's not a scumbag Democrat. Stay inside. Stay inside unless you know you have a clear shot to your car, because it is a fracking third world country in Chicago. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Right now, Studio Xanadu, NBC, why rural Oregon wants to secede and move the border to become part of Idaho. The reason, I mean, you don't have to do a whole segment on it, Democrats, corrupt, moron, extortionist, thieving, insider Democrat scum, ruin everything. Absolutely everything. So let's go to their version of Socrates. She's often referred to as Socrates, and I'm not quite sure what her expertise is, but I have an idea. Innovation is about our ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. What, what has she ever done that's innovative? I mean, aside from sticking a halls in her mouth and a feather duster in her hair. Ooh, that's innovative. And with a, in the back seat of Willie Brown's Buick Riviera, that got you a promotion and even an election, didn't it, Tuts? The ability to not only imagine a better future, but to build it. We got to start all over. The America you know, in the scrap heap. Now, what we're going to have are idiots called bureaucrats. Now, they didn't get their job because of their expertise. They got it because of their talent in the backseat of a Buick Riviera. They're going to fix everything. Cara, Orlando, Florida. Please don't get mad at me, but just hear me out. Oh, boy. You know when you got two bad guys and you make on the other one and you kind of get your guy or at least one of the now listen, when, when two bad that, guys when two, two bad guys break into my house, I kill them both. That's just me. I don't pick which one okay, I should turn I in and can. which one gets his neck busted. What's that? We we can't we can't we how are we going to overcome this as a nation? I mean, on, you're never first of all. You know, let's make, not let's not be like Kamala Harris. The we that we think we are, there is no we. There's you. Now I can't help but notice you, Kara, are now calling me from Orlando, Florida. Where where did you used to call from? I used to call from Chicago. I, I okay. escaped communism. So Kara did what Kara had to do, and that's what you do. Because here in Florida, you understand the difference now. Your representatives are not scum for the most part. I mean, they still are. You still, well, you know, yeah. Democrats are still existing. Yeah. However, yeah. what you did is shore up the future of Florida. That's what you can do. Now, people can do it in other areas, but the, the main thing to recognize is this lesser of two evils. Well, that's what we did with Mike Johnson. Now, does it matter if Mike Johnson screws you or Kevin McCarthy? Does it matter? So which one am I supposed to do now? What's my next game of, of compromising with scum, compromising with bankruptcy, compromising with the wrong answer? There is no compromise, Cara, unless you love the person and you're willing to be wrong. Compromise is something that happens between intimate family members. So what do we do? Husbands and wives and fathers and daughters and mothers and sons. Agreed. That's who compromises. That's it. The rest of it is you either stand for something or you bow for everything. And what you do is simply don't participate. All we can do that's civil and disobedience is no participation. So what I'm going to ask people to do, unless this thing turns out the way it should, is nothing. On election day, I want you to do nothing. 
Put your name on. I wouldn't dirty my shoes with going to be part of the morons and pretending there is an election because there wasn't one last time. And here we are two and a half years into it. And I am watching the government and businessmen surrender to the communists and argue on zero principles. I'm watching as we have so-called the Freedom Caucus. What are they? A handful of guys. And they run on nothing. What are they going to run on? What did you do since Kevin McCarthy took the, the gavel? What did you do? And the answer is fund it. You funded it. So you broke away the principles of government. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the scum who pretended to share your principles and mine. They're the scum. And my, they get nothing. See, you can't clean your neighbor's house, but you can clean your house. I will never support any Republican that doesn't earn it. Ever. Never. And if Absolutely. Nikki Haley, if Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley sure. is the nominee, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to seriously look at that Italian uh, deal where you buy one of their houses for a dollar if you agree to put two grand into it and they give it to you. Because I'll go sit it out and have at least good fresh food. Thank you very much. That's all you do. You hibernate when you live among the scum. You know that, Cara. Look at you now. What'd you do today? Outside by the pool, real nice. You went shopping. You didn't worry about getting hit in the head with a log. You're not on Michigan Avenue anymore. Freaking log. It's like Bolivia. What the hell is going on? Not to mention the Blues Club. I remember when that was a nice area. You remember the Blues Club? Here, this guy. They, I, did you think they asked him for his money, Squirrel? Is dead after someone punched him while he was walking. Not someone. Whoa, 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 whoa. The base of the Democrat Party punched him. A welfare roach. A scumbag that everybody who's decent had their money stripped from them. That was supposed to buy this idiot character. Was supposed to buy him a conscience. Instead, all you did was free him. And now he killed a taxpayer. So to me, that taxpayer that he killed is worth 200,000 scumbags like that. But I also feel the same way about Hamas. You want to know what, how many Hamas members are worth one Kiefer Barabbas who still is, is, is in captivity as they find dead hostages right now in hotels that were used as cover for Hamas? How many? How many? So for this beautiful baby who was going to live free and do something with his life, 7 million Hamas members. That's how many it's worth. What do you think it is? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer from the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest is somebody that I have had on before, and I had him on not just because he was running for president. You see, I have an advantage. I know his story. I have the benefit of being raised by an entrepreneur in the auto part industry. And I remember the 70s. I remember when the equality was faltering before the American car manufacturers became a quasi-government entity. They were failing. And it was due to my next guest's innovation in restoring the quality of auto parts, and i.e. the quality of American manufacturing, that they had a little bit of a revisal in their success and their former greatness. He is Perry Johnson, American businessman, an author, and a former candidate for president. How, how are you, Mr. Johnson? 
Fantastic. How are you doing? Well, I got to tell you, I've been very aggravated, but I always am when I get stabbed in the back. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. We've been playing this stick the fork in the outlet game all of my life. You see, I don't, I don't watch sports. It's preposterous to me. Grown men in costumes chasing balls. I'm not going to waste five seconds on it. All I ever do is pay attention to politics because politics, in essence, is everything. It is the, it is the, the definition of the climate of an economy and the quality of life, right? And I love the American story, or at least I did. And I love the fact that we're a republic, not a democracy, because you and I both know Democrat areas. There's always more dumb people than there are smart people. But the reality is we're being, we're being taken down not from the opposition. We're being taken down from the people who pretend to be on our team. I believe that the GOP needs to be torn asunder and completely destroyed. I want to even rename it. To me, it's a dirty word because to me, it's like Illinois. And what allowed it to fall into the hands of the Marxist mafia is the inability and the willingness to go along to get along. They like being the, the second wing in the duopoly of corruption. But you tell me if I'm wrong. Actually, uh, you're very much right. And until you get into politics, you don't realize the problem. You have a huge difficulty here. And keep in mind what's happened in the last few elections. In 2000, when you go back, let's go back six years, and you'll take a look at what happened in 2018. In 2018, we essentially lost. I mean, we lost a lot, and we no longer had the control of the House and the Senate. In 2020, everything went asunder. We lost all three branches, and then we were going to have this great red wave. Everybody talked about how we're going to pick up three seats in the Senate, and we're going to end up with anywhere from 40 to 60 extra seats in the House. And what happened? We actually lost a seat in the Senate, and... We end up with only four seats in the House with the president who has one of the lowest ratings in history. Now, you've got to admit, that's not particularly great. No. Well, you know, and here's the other thing, Perry, if you just reflect on what. And I, I have to tell you, I did not vote for Donald Trump in 2016 because he was a lifelong uh, Democrat and supported many Democrats and bribed even more. So I didn't support him, but he won my my affection for him. Because in those two years that you, you mentioned between when he won and 18, what he was able to do with it, with something I arguably disagree with, the idea of executive orders, but what he was able to do by simply removing some very key aspects and regulations was to set the economy free in a tsunami that benefited all Americans and benefited business most importantly. But the reality is that was reversed, and I don't think it was an accident, Perry. I think like the Illinois Republican scourge, they like the, to have the upper hand on all things related to business and that we are chasing our tail by continuing to pretend we can somehow send money to a party or to a politician and change it when we have for some reason been betrayed for the last 40 years that I can think of. And I don't, I, I'm sure for you it's longer. Well, the problem is that the Republicans talk about the spending problem we have because, let's face it, my whole theme has been on the economy. And the only reason that we ever had inflation was because the government decided to spend trillions of dollars delivering money out there without any goods and services. And then we're sitting over here now at $33.7 trillion in debt. Now, we're, what people don't understand is that 
Each family in America spent $612 a month last year just on the interest on our debt. And we're borrowing but, money from China to help fund China. And the Democrats and Republicans are both at fault. Both there's, an inter- right. yeah, well, there's an interesting thing going along, because that's just the breakdown by numbers. But you and I both know, not, the, not every family. In fact, only a small portion of American families actually pay more. We've got a lot of freeloaders, whether they want to admit it or not. You've only got about 30% of the people that are net payers. Anyway, so you've somehow, through a backdoor nationalization of character, you somehow have taken the the bulk of Americans who like to think they want to be free and they want to be productive, and you've stupefied them and numbed them down with policies like Obamacare, which in essence turns a great amount of people onto welfare because they subsidize them. So it's the old neighborhood of a mafia, like the Teamsters. Cut me in and cu- or cut it out. And if they cut you in enough where you're comfortable, you go quietly into slavery and servitude and into socialism. And that's the point we're at. You know, Perry, when you realize what Obamacare did to us, businessmen, how it massively threw our prices up 400%, you would have thought there was a national outrage and they would have demanded it go away. But look at us today, 14 years after its implementation, and the people are begging for its expansion. So we've lost our ability to articulate the argument, and we do the talking points, and the people don't care. They just want they just want something for nothing, and I don't know how to get it back other than at least try with a third party. And I'm wondering, after your experience of dealing with these political whores and profiteers of policy, do you feel the same way? Do you think you? I mean, do you even want to call yourself a Republican after your experience? Uh, I am a Republican, uh, like it or not. I prefer to think of myself as a Republican because I have this image that the Republican Party believes in freedom. I have this image that the Republican Party believes in having the money in the hands of the people instead of the government. And I have the belief the Republican Party thinks that the primary reason we had taxes to begin with was to provide for the national defense. Now, yeah, I know, but Joe DiMaggio thought Marilyn Monroe was a good wife, too. I'm worried about what people think. <laughs> you know, so well, she was I, a nice-looking wife. Oh, sure she was, but she liked the mailman just as much as Joe, and that seems to be the problem we have with the GOP. Yeah, well, I'm not exactly happy and thrilled with the GOP, but uh, Larry Elder and I were talking about it because we ended up in a situation where both of us are complaining about the fact that we met the requirements to get on the debate stage, and then she decided she didn't want to have us. You were muscled. They couldn't afford to have you in it. You're going to say something about freedom. You're going to say something about the American dream. You are going to stand up there, a kid from nothing, who innovated, had an innovation, and made yourself a ton of money, not just satisfying yourself, but what you did is it for the untold amount of Americans throughout the country, and even Europeans, where you still do business. What you did in your idea cannot be quantified. You are a risk to party politics, which is why, to me, you should be the biggest advocate to tear it down. Well, I think we have. You realize that they saw what happened in Trump where they couldn't control Trump and they didn't want a guy over there who essentially is funding his own campaign who takes is really not interested in people contributing to the campaign so they get favors because I don't need their money. And the bottom line is they don't like people like that because they can't control them. They yeah, like what, to be able to control the people. What I'm afraid of is that you are going to be wrapped up in your, your patriotism, which you are, 
It's the only reason you made an uncomfortable decision and put your money where your mouth is. And you are going to get foot massaged by the establishment, and you are going to get softened up, and you are going to stroke the check that they're dying for. And what I need guys like you to do, and guys who can't afford it, and people to understand, in my opinion, is starve the beast. Because it's one thing, I think you know this when you grow up in a mafia-run town. You can go along to get along. I grew up there, realize. I grew up in I know that, but you can go along to get along, and you're, a, you're, you're, you're almost a pigeon. It's not until you stand up and say, I'm never going to be shaken down, that you really, to me, are richer than you were when you had a lot of money. That's what I think. I'm wondering. I'm assuming they're already coming after you. They have to be. Well, they wanted me to run for Senate. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. Obviously, and I have a, a lot of, you know, I get inundated with calls on that. That's a decision that's very hard to make because of the fact that when you run for Senate, you essentially are sacrificing your life forever because you can't, it's a six-year commitment to begin with. You spend half your time in Washington, and the problem that you run over there is that you have all these people making deals, and if you want to get a ping-pong table for your area, you have to give away a Rolls-Royce to everybody else. It's so ridiculous the way they bargain. You know, we have a very simple concept, and we wanted McCarthy to follow the concept, and that was that you had a chance to read the bill before you voted on it. And he wouldn't go along with it. We haven't gotten the Democrats to go along with that simple concept. And we passed these bills, and people don't read them. Perry, the way you made your money, I know the way you made your money. You paid taxes a tremendous amount. You followed a, a all of the amount. I know. I'm a, I can't even imagine. And you followed all of the rules. Yet you're talking to people like Kevin McCarthy, who've never worked, never worked. And he's got how many millions? Paul Ryan, how many millions? John Boehner, the biggest joke of them all, drunk moron that he is. You know, he lives in a $3 million, $4 million condo in Marco Island. $4 million. I, saw, I, I live in Florida. For, he never worked a day in his life, driving around in a Bentley, Secret Service. Listen, they've navigated a legal way of corruption. It's called lobbying and K Street, and all they're after are good hard-working entrepreneurs who've done something like you, and they're looking for you to take advantage of your patriotism and fund their corruption. That's how I see it. I don't know how anyone else could see it differently. Have they ever talked about restraining K Street, which is recession-proof? Think, of, think about when you were building your business, when you were a kid, when you were building your business, when you were taking your girl out for dinner, how much $50 was. Now they're asking millionaires to stroke a check for half a million dollars to PAX and the rest of it. It's just going to keep going on. Well, the way I look at it is that I love this country. And I when know. I was growing up, my dad told me that in America, you can be anything that you want. And we didn't have a lot of money. My parents didn't have the money to send me to college. But they said that if you want to do something and you work hard, Anything is possible, and I believe that. And I had an idea, and I ran with that idea. I thought I could solve the problem. My background was mathematics. And so when the auto industry was in trouble, I thought I knew what to do, and I introduced statistical methods in the auto industry and uh, eventually uh, solved all the problems by just using simple mathematics and the, what the line people knew about the operation. And then I wrote a book on ISO 9000, the quality standard. It took off like hotcakes, and now Perry Johnson Registrars and Perry Johnson Laboratory of Accreditation do business in 61 countries. 
around the world. I've been bringing quality and efficiency to the companies all over the world, and I want to bring it to the federal government. But the thing is that we have this great country. I do believe in this country. Oh, I, I absolutely I, do, too. I believe that we have to get, we have to rip out the way they corrupted it. Well, we but have the, to work on it very, very hard. It takes a lot of work, and people have to understand that we, we can't give up on this issue. Now, the reason that I'm backing Trump is that he is somebody that wants to try to cut out the corruption that goes on. I see it. I well, saw I'm, it I'm, Just for the record, I now am, am backing Trump for, for a multitude of reasons. However, I'm not deluding myself. I do not believe, and I will never capitulate, I do not think 81 million living, breathing, eligible Americans voted for Joe Biden. You got to remember, you, you and I grew up around these mafia, half-ass wannabe gangsters, and they're willing to do anything. And Joe Biden is from the state of Delaware, and he was written about and bragged by Teamsters from day one. When he won in 72, were there any real uh, 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 regulations and integrity in election in that area? Of course not. It was like Chicago. These mafia hubs control the flow of, of, of the federal government now. It was something that was questionable in the, in the 60s and 70s, but now it's undeniable. And nothing's changed. I don't know why people think the outcome this time will be different. Well, we're going to work harder and we're going to work smarter. And I think that this time we have to recognize that they are going to, in a number of states, just mass mail ballots. So if they are going to harvest ballots, then you have to say whatever strategy seems to be legal, then we're going to follow those legal means because we have to be in a position where we say we can still win. We cannot just give up. No, I don't want to give up. I want guys like, I don't want to give up. Believe me, I don't ever give up. I want guys like you to say, I see what you're doing. And I'm not going to play into it. In fact, what we're going to start is the American Success Party, the Liberty Success Party. I don't care what you call it. And you are going to be, it'll be built by guys all like you who came with nothing and built yourselves up to the dream that people aspire to of all races, of all sexes, of all sexual proclivities. And you're going to stand there and say, we are going to rip out the legal corruption in our country that has destroyed everywhere except Washington, D.C., which is Caligula for nerds. We're going to make it. We're going to turn off the lights and we're going to put the corruption out of business because the Republicans will never do it. They've got a chokehold on it. Well, you're right about one thing. There's an awful lot of corruption in politics. There's corruption all over. And we have to really try to stop it. But it takes everybody working together as a team to try to get that done. Oh, and right now, this election may be one of the most important elections in our lifetime. And we have to recognize that. So we have to come out and make sure that we vote to support our effort. And we talk to our friends. Because there's no way that this election is going to be won without winning over the independents. There's a huge number of independents. We have more independents in this country now than we have people aligned to either party. And we have to get those independents on our side. If you uh, had the ear of the new speaker, would you have rubber stamp, wrote a blank check, or would you have at least tried to negotiate for something? Oh, you have to, you have to negotiate for something. I don't think people rec- recognize how reckless our spending has been. They don't really understand what's happened. We're borrowing money at the rate of anywhere from 4.5% to over 5% right now. 
and we are now $33.7 trillion in debt. Now, think about that. At those kind of interest rates, you're talking about spending 40% of what we collect in taxes just on the interest on our debt. Now, if we lose our status as the world currency, our whole way of life that we've enjoyed, this huge advantage that we've had by having the U.S. dollar as the world currency goes away, overnight we will lose 20% of all of our wealth. Overnight, we will find that everything that we have to buy is more expensive. And we will suddenly be in a position where the quality of life that we enjoy now will be nowhere near what it was. And that's something we have to stop. You do understand that they just negotiated trying to buy oil in Chinese yuan. Yeah, oh yeah. 30% of oil. 30% 30% is traded outside of the dollar. It's the largest percentage since World War II. It's a, it's a stack. Listen, if, and, and what they don't understand, and you understand, the guy who could afford the calamity financially, what they don't understand and you understand is that if we do lose that, the game is over as far as us continuing to print money for this phony virtue in these policies. Overnight, it'll be a depression. And I don't want to have to be a politician to live a good life. No, but what you can do is continue your efforts and let's get people on board so that we end up in a position where we make this country a better place because we, right now, things are going in the wrong direction. And when you start with the greatest country the world has ever known, an experiment that proved to be phenomenal, let's say we're going to make sure that that survives because once America is gone, there is no America. No, I agree. There's no stories like yours. There's no Chinese version of Perry Johnson, that's for sure. In the meantime, there is an American one, and I'll tell you what, I love, I love what you do. I really do. I hope you don't mind if I put you on the grill a little bit. I just don't want to support this, this duopoly anymore. I really don't. And you see how tirelessly I it, hard... I get it totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm offended on what they did to you. I'm offended on what they do to Trump, because the reality is they can't afford to have successes. Talk about how, how inefficient they are at virtually everything. But I do love the fact that you make time, and I, I admire how, how you are always going to do this forever. I love that about you. So thank you, Perry. I, I really appreciate you making time for me. Well, and thank you. And keep up the effort, and let's enjoy life, and let's continue to make America the greatest country in the world. You got it. He's Perry Johnson. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Before I... uh Going to the next topic. Let's clean up the board a little bit, Squirrel. What do you say, kid? John in Libertyville. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. You know, uh, I can recall back when you were, I, I, I think I think a lot like you, Sean, but, uh-huh. but I would have to say we're on the inverse when it comes to Trump. When you were anti-Trump, I was very pro-Trump. <laughs> uh, but towards, yeah. <laughs> towards the end of his uh you know, time in office. I still voted for him that second time. Yeah, but terrible last year. Too big. He, he, well, and I, I do blame a lot of him, a lot of it on him. A Me lot too. Of make excuses for him. No. I and I remember when you were also sympathetic to the Libertarian Party, as I was, but I think they're a joke. When you want to talk third party and getting rid of the duopoly, the only real chance of that that I have seen is with Robert Kennedy. And though I don't agree with him on certain issues, 
this guy is, I would say, the guy for you and the guy for me as far as... Uh, yeah, but you've got to remember him as the attorney for the eco-Nazis, and I do. You know, the Kennedys, I mean, they have pretend jobs for the most part anyway. They never have to work. But the reality is yeah. he spent a lot of time working hand-in-glove with Democrats throughout his, his career to implement these regulations and, and rules that have worked as law and destroyed businesses through this climate agenda. And he's in lockstep with John Kerry and the rest of it. So I think people right, forget on, that. He's definitely not in lockstep with their climate agenda because he doesn't believe in top-down control. He's against uh, the Green New Deal. And but that's he new. about using the free market. That's thought, new. Well, he did talk. I saw an interview where he said roundabout the same thing. The only difference, what he said that I did not like in a, a prior interview from like six, seven years ago was that he's, he wanted taxes. John, do you, do you, uh, you know, you, you know, you've been listening to me for a while, so you know my background. And do you know much about the Kennedys? Uh, you know, I, I think I know more than most people. Okay, so then you're you're aware of the kind of I character. Don't like I don't. I, you know, but you're the I, kind. I, you're I aware. Like you're the aware of the character of of his father. I mean, his grandfather, but his father too. But you're aware of their character, and how they have double crossed people who have supported them in perpetuity. I mean, for as long as there's been a Kennedy in America, but Joe Kennedy I mean, specifically. Oh, and, and, and you know that, and you know that's why I never trusted him. And, and I'll, you'll you'll come on the show, and I'll tell you everything Trump did that I thought was outrageous, and I did it at the time. PPP, imitating the velocity of money and all the rest of it. That last year was horrific. But he did Trump something back. that he did something that Kennedy's doing now. And what he did is he tried to appease people who hate him. He tried to lie about how he really felt about things. And he put his pen where his mouth was. That's the difference. Kennedy, is that's a new position, by the way, of how he feels about the, the green energy. He was more than willing to have government use this, the regulation as the law. So I, I'm, I'm not here to debate. Listen, he's not going anywhere. But what's interesting is, what's interesting is. He's got 24%. It, he's, he's that's it, that's oh, what's yeah. interesting. because And that's why you have that other scumbag Democrat who was in the car with Robert Byrd. What's his name? Joe Manchin. Living on the, on the $7 million boat with the kids that are lobbyists. He's a Democrat down with the people of West Virginia. Him and uh, Mitt Romney now. Are for, see, the time is right to break the duopoly. The time is right, and it has to be something that under that captivates what Americans really want, both freedom and success. I mean, I flippantly said the, the American success party, but that's what it should be. You want to succeed? You want to stop being a bust-out? You want to get off welfare? You want to get off government tyranny? Then come over to the American success party. That's what needs to happen. And I don't think Kennedy's the right... Listen, first of all, plus, do you have, do you have kids? Yes. Okay. I want you to think of the character of somebody that would lobotomize his own daughter and then think if that's a genetic thing or a choice, because the idea that it could be genetic is why I'll never support another Kennedy in anything. You want to talk about an evil son of a dog. So that's the grandfather who lobotomized, he lobotomized uh, when he was retarded? Or? He lobot- she wasn't. She was just a pain in the ass. She wasn't. That's uh, all nonsense. She was a pain in the ass, and he lobotomized her. And that would be this I'm guy's aunt. That, that, that would be this guy's aunt. So that's that's a sick, twisted family. And by the way, don't ever take a ride home from any Kennedy. Thank you very much, John Libertyville. Yeah. Appreciate it. Terrible. Never going to get in a lift with a Kennedy driver. That's for sure. That's just me, Bob and Niles. 
Hey, Sean. Uh, first off, a uh, good time at the summit last Saturday, especially Randfall. Oh, uh, was it him. Yeah. How about but, that thing about the cleavage? How the cleavage? This whole time yeah. I've been throwing money at it. I didn't know it would get me sick, but go ahead. Got it. Um, I got a piece of mail the other day I just had to laugh at, and, uh, and my mouth dropped open. A jury summons for me to go downtown in a <laughs> week or two. Yeah, not a chance. And, and with that, wait, wait, with everything going on, you want me to go to, I have my own business, take a day off. The only thing that would have topped this is if you want me to go to 26 and Cal. But all I can say is, is I'll be the one knocking at the door and don't start anything until I get there. And by, and by the way, I don't think there are trials anymore, right? Why do you need a jury? I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta zoom one. I think tomorrow. In fact, but here's what here's what I would put on there to get you off in perpetuity. Just write on there, Trump supporter. Believe me, they'll never contact you for anything. All right. Yeah, but you know, I got a wife and two kids. I I, I want to come back home to at the end of the night. Bob, so I, I wouldn't even go. You know, government's government's oh, only not. job is to keep you safe. Chicago has I demonstrated minute to minute they can't keep anybody safe. I wouldn't go. I am not. I am not going down there. All right, Sean. Take care. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Eric Marengo. Hey, Sean, I was just uh, hearing that we're going to spend $160 million on asylum seekers, but then I also heard that uh, some of them want to go back. Are they really seeking asylum or just a free ride? I don't know. I think they came here just to get uh, you know some free health care, maybe, and uh, uh, some new sneakers, and uh, maybe pilfer the, the Magnificent Mile. I mean, this isn't something you could do in the third world. You know, it's like a tour. I like it. It's going yeah, well. Now, now they're going to go somewhere sunny because uh, it's too cold in Chicago. Well, I sympathize with that. That I completely agree with. We are on the same page. Um, let me see. Let me see. Here we go. This is, I wanted you to hear this. This is in real time. This is in real time. Joe Biden, this is 30 minutes ago, and we're still having our terms of how we are going to surrender to the Chinese Communist Party. I thought you should hear it. We contributed a lot here in the United States over the last 300 years. That's why I'm working with our Congress to dramatically increase international climate financing what we're going to increase it increase it you've already spent one trillion dollars on eco-nazi rules and regulations to enrich your cohorts you know that alternative energy all big oil companies by the way love that part does explain Newsom's support after all he's getting money and this year the world is on track to meet the climate finance pledge that we made under the paris agreement See, the American success party would eliminate none of this. I mean, all of it. It would participate in none of this because it would never put the American people's money in anything that was not successful. You could have a whole platform built upon the principles of success. You see, this government doesn't participate in success. In fact, all it ever funds is failure. Failure and corruption is what the American government funds. And it's a bottomless pit. And they never run out of money to fund it. In fact, where's the money going to come from? Who's he going to get if, oh, the new Republican? Oh, that makes sense. Of $100 billion collectively. I've also asked Congress for another $25 billion to strengthen the role of the multilateral development banks in fighting. Multilateral development banks. Don't let the slurring confuse you. These are third world bribery organizations like the World Bank, IMF Bank, and all the other entities we've been funding hundreds of billions of dollars through, and nobody knows where the money is. Where's the money? Don't ask. Okay, what are we going to do? More of them. In the climate crisis, as well as, as well as st- uh, starting with the World Bank. Ah, because climate world. security, energy security, and food security. 
is a great way to steal the money. It's absolutely phenomenal. They're all related, as all of you know. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. They are related. They're all part of the mafia. They're all part of the oligarchs around the world. They're all part of the Fourth Reich, which is what Joe Biden is swearing allegiance to. The thieving rat bastard that he is. When I get back, uh, I've got a guest for you. Then we're going to go to uh, your phone calls after this. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. We're going to increase eco-Nazism with his good friend, John Kerry. Well, we'd like some details. Hey, you, the same guy who he traced blank checks or cash checks from the oligarchs in Ukraine to the Communist Party, uh, we've got some questions. You know, the media would like to have some questions. And now I'd ask the press to depart, which will only take about two minutes, I'm sure. Now, Oh, you mean you're kicking everybody out after you announce more money and an agreement to surrender to the Chinese Communist Party? You know why you did that, right? Because you're an asset. You're the Manchurian dimwit. Yeah, you are. Problem is you can't remember the terms of your own deal. Just go back to your Oceanside estate. It'll, they'll straighten you out. Craig, I'm not great with... Oh, thank you much for taking my call. Anytime. Well, you're exactly right about this cypher dementia patient and everything. He's over there with that uh, cheesy thing and all that stuff like that, uh, talking numbers and everything. But here's the thing that caught my attention. Two things. He's telling them how he really trusts them and all the years that he's been talking with them and they've been friends and how good and he knows that he's been doing right by him and that. And then he says that he's really interested in making sure that all the Chinese people can all have homes. Uh, Biden's t- talking about Chinese people having homes and that. And I'm sitting there thinking, this guy is destroying everything we got and making it almost impossible for Americans to own homes and stuff like that. And he's worried about the Chinese. Craig, don't you understand the communists, the way they hold power, the way they get elected? It's the same story. Chicken in every pot, isn't it? The communist vote is a vote for life. A vote for the communist ticket. It is a vote to end racism to all forms of discrimination. It is a vote for jobs, a vote for a decent income, a home for everyone, for full equality of women, especially on the job. Sure. It is a vote for free child care centers and for working mothers a six-month maternity leave with full pay. Why not? It is a vote for free quality medical care, oh, hospital yeah. care for all who uh-huh. need it. It is a vote for free college education, yeah. for all regardless of income. It's the we best. We have the materials. We have the manpower to build a decent home for every family. We can build enough schools and hospitals. Uh-huh. We can, if we can have modern mass transit systems. Sure, to We can eliminate poverty and want. We can do all this. We can provide these services. Only if we eliminate corporate profits as the kingpin on the list of priorities. So then why haven't you done it? Then why has every country that's ever implemented it become a hellhole where the quality of life is that of a Chicago ghetto? Why have you destroyed every country you've ever touched? And the only one that you point to is China. And it turns out that we, the American people, have been subsidizing China for decades. And the Chinese, right now, their economy is not all that healthy. They're talking about a devaluation. So this is a liability that the American taxpayers are exposed to. And if we do have a concern about Red China and the Chinese, yes, let's work with them, let's trade with them, but let's not subsidize them. Subsidize? How we subsidize? Oh, the World Bank. 
And aren't we going to run that scam of your eco-Nazism through the World Bank? Boy, the World Bank. That's a gift that just keeps on giving. We contributed a lot here in the United States over the last 300 years. That's why I'm working with our Congress to dramatically increase international climate financing. Defund the World Bank. Defund the bureaucracy. Defund the Leviathan. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I always enjoyed Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and one of the reasons I enjoyed it is the journalists that were in the movie and the way in which they were dogged about finding out the principles of America and defending them and finding out political corruption. My next guest, I don't know, but I'm very interested in talking to him. He uh, started out as an American journalist who ended up becoming the executive editor and executive vice president of Fox News. He's now the author of what appears to be a series called Just Another Country, a novel, the final episode, and I'm going to guess it's pronounced, of the Hoy Trilogy. He is John Moody. John, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean. Very well. Thank you for having me. Did I do the Hoy right? Because I, you know, I took a lot of uh, martial arts when I was a kid, and I remember the Chinese specifically dealing with the Hoy. Was that, is that how you intended it to be pronounced? Well, well, if you're going to kick someone, hoi is just fine, Sean. Uh, but uh, this is this. In this case, the character is a Chinese colonel in the in the People's Liberation Army, and his name is Wee, just like oh. W E. I'm never going to learn how to speak communism, John, unless people help me. So I'm glad I have the trilogy. But one thing I do recognize is what I view happening in San Francisco is the American surrender to the Chinese Communist Party. I'm wondering how you view it. Well, it was close. I mean, we cleaned up the streets, which is more than we've done for anybody else in San Francisco recently. Um, we made sure that only Chinese flags were in the street to welcome uh, President Xi Jinping. No American flags out there then. Um, and after a real, uh, I would say, non non-confrontational meeting between the two presidents, Joe Biden, when it, in the safety of a news conference, said, I think he is a dictator. I mean, that's that's like insulting a bully when you're behind closed doors and your parents are standing. Well, I'm from Chicago area. Democrats are cowards, and the only way they ever operate is, to, is in the shadows. They're never in your face. But what's funny is to watch the interpretation of this by the uh, propaganda wing of the Chinese media. As China mocks San Francisco, they mock America as cleaning up in the, in the vein of, to put a, a good face on economic failure. And that's the truth. Every once in a while, propagandists don't lie. Uh, do you think that the American media is picking up on the fact that the communist media is making fun of us and them? No, most of them are not. The mainstream media, the, the New York Times, the Washington Post, no. They, they, they bought the line, hook, line, and sinker. Um, it, was a, it was a dignified meeting between two world leaders to, to whom you know, most of the world's future belongs. So, no, not really. Uh, Joe Biden couldn't probably remember what city he was in when he met Xi Jinping. And Xi Jinping went in there and, and kind of made Biden look weak 
and made him look confused. Uh, and then he had a great dinner with a bunch of American business leaders who, get ready, gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. Now that must really put that must put him in his place. He must be worried now. Boy, Americans are tough on me. I better be careful. Uh-uh. We're at an unusual point in American history, really, when you think about it. You know, I'm listening, and and you were right that he did all of those things. But the cast of Cocoon could have made Joe Biden look old and weak and confused. Did you ever think, uh, being a reporter all of those years, when you started out? And the scrutiny that was put on politicians and the scandals that got some politicians put on the sidelines, in some case, in perpetuity. Did you ever think we'd be at a position where the most obviously corrupted, the most obviously incapable politician in American history would somehow attain the presidency? You know, Sean, I love this country. I'm I'm so proud and, and grateful to be an American. But I'm also so disappointed in what we've become. And, and I think you've, you've put your finger on it without saying it quite out loud, but repeated Democratic administrations have simply told us, you're fine, everything is perfect, we'll take care of you, don't worry about a thing, just let us handle it all. And, and that's not what made America great, and, and that's the basic idea behind the title of my latest book, Just Another Country. America is not just another country. It is the greatest experiment in democracy history has ever known. There was reporting, you know, Fox News was at the pinnacle of, 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 of Americanism, and it reported on the political corruption that destroyed great cities like Chicago. It, uh, it, it really skyrocketed as Barack Obama's career skyrocketed because it was the alternative to the propaganda and the lipstick on the pig of the American mafia posing itself as the Democrat Party. And I'm curious to know, when did you decide to write this book? Were you, what was your career like? And, and did you wait until you left Fox News or did you see the writing on the wall during your time at Fox News and realize if we don't push back, we are going to be undermined and usurped and backdoor nationalized by government supremacists around the world. And we're going to be taken down the peg that Barack Obama openly said he wanted to take us down. Well, he wanted us to lead from behind. Remember that? Um, uh, uh, Sean, you, you asked the right question, and I'm going to have to answer it both ways. Yes, I was worried about what was going on in America while I was still at Fox News. And yes, I waited until after I left Fox to begin writing these three novels. It, uh, Just Another Country is the third and final part of a trilogy that I started in 2020. Uh, I was very concerned that the American mainstream media could not bring itself to say this COVID virus was created by China, in China, and spread by China. Oh, no, you can't say that. That might upset them. You know, oh, no, no, the World Health Organization might have something to say about that. It was silly. And, and, and I got mad about it, and I wrote the first novel uh, about COVID. Uh, and then uh, I saw a follow-up opportunity in that I think that China has extended its lead in artificial intelligence research so far ahead of the rest of the world that it's no longer just a science or an innovation. It's a weapon. And I'm trying to let people know that could be a weapon used against us. You know, it's interesting, aging. I'm enjoying it. I truly am. You know, in your mind, you don't feel like you're old. You know, I still feel like I, a romping, stomping, sexy son of a gun, no matter how old I get. But the reality is we're getting older. And it's something to see positions where you used to be impressed by the people who held them. And I specifically am talking about the media. I remember being a kid, even if I disagreed with certain reporters, I kind of 
was like, well, he obviously earned it. I don't agree with his philosophy, but he looks like he earned it. Now, when I look at these sophomoric, juvenile propagandists pretending to be media, it reminds me of when I used to watch news in Chicago, and you realize they were just failed actors who couldn't get soap operas. When you think of journalism, are you impressed with the major portions of it, or does it look to be sophomoric, run by juveniles who are too stupid to even appreciate their own positions? Sean, uh, I, I was in the profession of journalism for 40 years at plus. Um, I can no longer call journalism a profession. I can no longer call it an art form. I now just call it the information industry. Uh, what used to be good reporting has been replaced by how many clicks you get. Uh, what used to be serious, impartial, unbiased reporting has now become useless because every news organization, minus a few exceptions, and I won't go into that, all have a political point of view. And their readers and viewers and listeners expect to have politics spurted at them by these news media. It's not what it was meant to be. It was meant to be a source of information, not of propaganda. And it was supposed to kind of stand in the way of government supremacy, the way government supremacy rules all these other countries, specifically the one you write about, China. And I'm wondering, in your, in your trilogy, and this is the final, the final addition to that trilogy, do you touch upon the way to correct it, or do you think it's going to be a suffrage for a certain amount of decades? Because when you look at it, the most successful government supremacist communist organization on the planet is the Chinese Party, who has been under the communist rule now, for what are we going on, 100 years? Yeah. Um, Sean, that's another great question. I, I think the best answer I can give is that, yes, I do try to point out ways that we could change the, the destiny that America is going down right now. I, I believe that if we don't understand what the rest of the world is like, and if we don't take proper pride in our own country, that we are not going to be the world leaders anymore. We will be, sorry to use the phrase again, just another country. Yes. And that's, that's part of the title. And I dedicated the book uh, specifically and intentionally to everyone who does not believe that America is just another country. You know, it's interesting when you look at the structure of American media. And you look at television, you know, and you realize gangsters like LBJ really made a fortune in monopolizing the licensing restrictions and rules and regulations that are, in essence, barriers of protection to really report on a corrupt government. Fox News for a while didn't care. It seemed like they were going to go ahead and risk it. And now we're being told that ah, these are the kids and they see things differently. I think it's a little different than that. I'm curious to know what your take is. As I watch a communist sympathizer by the name of Gigi Sohn become very important in media and in essence have the ability to shut down licensing, do you think it can ever come from inside the Leviathan? Do you think there will ever be another revising of, of what Fox News used to be? Uh, uh, they had the licenses, they were on cable TV, and they were willing to point at, the, at their abuser and say, we've had enough. Do you think that can happen again? I'm not sure. Uh, Fox News was a, a unique experiment. I'm very proud to have been uh, editorial employee number one. I, I was there before the first day that we were on the air. And I know that Rupert Murdoch and Roger Ailes always said, 
It doesn't matter if somebody argues with you. It doesn't matter if somebody says, oh, you're a bad person. If you're sure that it's the truth, say it. And, you know, those are courageous words. That's not Joe Biden calling Xi Jinping a dictator behind closed doors. Those were courageous words at that time. We didn't know that the network was going to work. And it was the courage that our leadership gave that allowed it to work. You know, it's interesting because during those dark years, uh, when, you know, being from Chicago, you know what Obama was going to do. So we knew what it was going to be and the, and, the, and the lipstick on a pig of the policies and the implementation of Obamacare that we fought tirelessly hard against. And, um, you know, now here we are. We have the, the history of failure in all of these policies. But something existed during that time period in the media, and it was you. And the, the optimism you gave people, you could say there would have never been a Tea Party movement, even though it was not successful. It still was a time of excitement and jubilation in a time of tyranny. And I'm wondering, do you think the alternative, and there's always optimism, right? You always have to be optimistic, and we are innovative, and we're the country that refuses to, to always push back. Do you think it is in maybe... Twitter, or it is in the internet, or it is in a mission out there that maybe is just being cultivated, but we can recapture that that excitement for pushing back. Do you think it's still possible? The, the pushback has to come from the people that, that decide where they're going to get their information from. I'll give you a very short example. One day, we, one, of our, one of our employees came in and, and said to Roger Ailes and me, we're getting a lot of complaints from viewers because those viewers are listening to Fox, watching Fox News all the time, and the Fox News logo is getting burned into their screens, the plasma screens of their televisions. And Roger Ailes smacked the desk with his bare hand, and he said, you know what, guys? We're winning. We're finally winning. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Do you ever think of um, putting the band back together? And some of the guys who were there in the beginning, who are now ostracized for one reason or another, and saying, you know what, let's do it again. And, you, you know, I, I, I don't agree on everything Tucker says, but I loved his approach to it. He had that in-your-face kind of country club kid I used to make fun of, but I loved him. He was tenacious on many issues. But there were others, and there were specifically some in business that are no longer at Fox. Did you ever think about the alum getting behind a new movement? Well, nobody's ever asked me that before, but I, but I must say it, it's certainly an intriguing possibility. Um, you know, aside from working pretty hard and having high standards, especially editorial standards, um, we all mostly got along. Sure, there was some competitive natures at, at work, but by and large, there was a feeling that if we didn't take care of each other, and by we, I just mean everybody that works at Fox News, if we didn't take care of each other and help each other out when they needed help, we were going to fail, not just as people, but as a network. And, and it, it was just part of the, uh, of the concept of who we were. You got to take care of everybody. Yeah. Everybody's part of this. Be good. Well, the good news is, John Moody, I think by the time this is over, we'll be able to buy CNN for like ten grand. So if you ever want to put a group together, don't forget my name because I'm more than just a radio host. In the meantime, I won't forget your novels. Now, do I start with the first one? Do, I hate following rules. I like to start with the last one and then read the others. What's the best way to read them, and where can we get them? 
The, the last thing I'll ever do is give you advice about reading, Sean. But I, I will say that the first one sets things up because it does talk about the COVID era and the, the spread, the intentional spread of COVID by China. Um, the one that I've just written uh, that is out this week, uh, Just Another Country, I think tries to pull all the threads together and explain all the things that China is doing, including sending fentanyl, sending illegal immigrants, sending weapons into our country. They are our mortal enemies. And if you're going to read one of them, read this one, because it tries to put it, put it all in context and let people know what's going on in the world. I am so disgusted that no one talks about how long we were funding that lab. I am it is it is I, I am amazed that people refuse to discuss it. I'm also amazed that nobody can figure out why in the world would Pfizer, arguably the largest big pharma company, why in the world of all the places in the world, they too opened the research and development lab in two thousand and nine in Wuhan, China, and nobody thinks that's more than a coincidence. Are you? I don't think it's a coincidence. Um, I think that that's where the money was. I think that the, um, the American government was, was funding part of the research doing, being done in Wuhan, uh, and I don't think they were keeping close track, and I think they were not willing to believe that China would use this disease to kill millions, tens of millions of people around the world. Yeah. It was their calling card, we're big boys now, watch out for us. It's the same reason John Gotti put the Raven Club in his neighborhood, that's what I think. You want to take down other people, you, you, you protect yourself in a friendly community. I really appreciate you making time. I'm looking forward to the book, and I got a thing. I want you to sign it when I meet you. We got a deal? John, we've got a deal. He is John Moody, author of Just Another Country. It's out now. It's a trilogy. Do yourself a favor. Support a guy who understands what journalism is supposed to be. He is John Moody. Thank you for making time. I appreciate you. Take care. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. What's he want to talk about, Squirrel Charmin? We're going to talk about Hamas and how they don't know what it is. Does Cream Puff Jim know what Charmin is? Yeah, the chef, he's running under Rand Paul's banner, uh, the Libertarian banner. He's running for, uh, I, I think it's, I don't know if it's for Senate. Is he an or, actual, what is he, a Buddhist? What, well, I don't even know what a shaman is. Isn't it some cult thing? What is it? No, it's an Indian, that's an Indian medicine, man, or an Indian. Uh, well, do they I dance around and make rain and all that stuff? You mean no, like no, that Indian, they, like Elizabeth Warren? Well, they got shaman for you know ten thousand years. You know that's the medicine. Oh, man. That's the guy. oh all right. You mean he's like running, he's running? Yeah, but I don't know if we, you think Trump would pick him for vice president. I don't know if he could wear that outfit at the inauguration. I right? think it's the only way we can get Democrats, right? You guys want somebody to promise you eternal happiness and medicine and school and everything else, your lazy-ass <laughs> needs, right? Yeah. You, Maybe that's what we could do. We get Trump and some witch doctor. This way you get some Democrats to pull their head out of their ass and stop voting for the short-in-the-pants mafia. We can outfigure you guys. You're not too smart. Ron, South Elgin. Sean. From yeah. one Viking to another, excellent interview with John Moody. John Moody, oh, excuse me, beautiful, thank you. Thank you. great pal. Uh, listen, I just wanted to comment right towards the end of the interview. You had mentioned along the lines of that, how long have we been funding the Wuhan lab? 
And his response was, China has been trying to kill tens of millions of people with this airborne, whatever you want to call it. And there's funding that it's proven that Obama was funneling money to the Wuhan labs, not to mention who else. So, well, listen, this is is crucially important, right? Because what we understand is there's now once again, Eco Health Alliance, the bag man. And Fauci was in office for what, 30 years, 40 years. Couldn't get enough of that moron. And in the meantime, simultaneously with that lab, there's another lab by Pfizer in the same town. You're going to tell me that's a coincidence? Of course not. It is the greatest biological weapon released on mankind. And, Ron, were, were you at Freedom Summit with us this year? No? I could not make it, my friend. I had to work on okay. Saturday. Well, I'm the reason I, man. No, I, listen, brother, please, I understand. The reason I ask you is that during Freedom Summit, Rand Paul was our guest there. And he got up at the end of the night, and he went into some very important information about the greatest bioweapon released on mankind called COVID. COVID has a specific engineered cleavage in it that only affects human beings. So for them to sell you the idea that it is natural by bats, that it would have infected and killed millions of bats, yet it did none of that. It would have infected and killed millions of animals, yet it did none of that. In fact, the animals were not affected by it. The only thing affected by it were human beings because it was designed to affect us. And this is something that only the technology could come from, not just government scientists in China. They can't figure out anything, the morons that they are. This was worked and operated on with the, at the behest and with the cooperation, in my opinion, of Big Pharma. That's why Pfizer, the Where's, recipient of a trillion dollars of profit, it's, it's, the greatest, it's the greatest weapon used on humanity. And, Ron, there's not, right, my friend. There's, not, there's only a few reporters that want to talk about it. Thank you, brother, for listening, and thank, thank you. you for calling in. We'll be back with the rest of your calls after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Charles Ponzi, the founder of the Ponzi scheme. If he would have been an American politician, he would have been the greatest statesman this country ever had. The whole fracking thing's a Ponzi scheme, and none better than eco-Nazism, the golden goose of unauditable corruption. How do you quantify any of its success? There is none. There's no definition of success. It's the greatest political fraud ever perpetrated on mankind. I thought insurance was a great scam. Nothing compared to the climate agenda. Mike Hammond. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. You were talking about the uh, Wuhan lab and and the virus and all that. Uh, These climate extremists, I'm going down this road, just hear me out. All right. Human beings are the enemy. We're way overpopulated for some of these people. That's the magic sauce, Mike. Now, I heard with these vaccines in the future, they're going to try to slip Mickey's in and attack the fer- our fertility. I, that's just what I'm hearing. I don't know if they have to. They do that in Africa, but but I don't. I don't think that. I mean, listen. I think I think they just want perpetual customers. But our fertility. Why would they have to do that? You know, this country we kill 2,500 babies a day. A day. I hear you. I mean, we're our we're our own uh, worst enemy. For, uh, 
I'm not opposed to it for uh, like Cory Booker and Rashida Tlaib. Not no, I, 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 I know. I think their kids. I think the kids of scum could be some of the best people in the world, Mike. I don't do that. But here's the other thing, Mike. You know, I love to ask this question. Most people don't don't have the answer. America, in terms of developed country, right? Sea to shining sea and all the rest of it. What's the percentage? And you probably listen to the show, so you know. What's the percentage of America that's developed? Oh, it it it, it it's very little. Six percent. Six percent. It's all rural. It's all yeah. rural. It's it, right. Sure. So the enemy is it, it's it's self imposing controls or governors on cars. Well, as it's I'm called. just saying with the climate the climate freaks that are out there. The human population is is the is the enemy. Of course, but it's the greatest the weapon to control to control wealth. It's the greatest enemy to control property it's phenomenal and, and by the way we keep giving into it nobody asks the simple questions thank you john kennedy asked this question i thought it was quite enlightening percent of global yeah but if right you could now. answer my question if we spend 50 trillion dollars to become carbon neutral in the united states of america by-, by the way he didn't pull that number out of his shoe that's the agenda 50 trillion dollars why because that weapon of debt will be used as taxation for the, in the future forever. If the 37 or 33.7 trillion that they admit to isn't good enough, we're going to put another 50 on it. Because this will make sure your kids and your grandkids, there will be no Perry Johnsons. They don't want that. There's enough rich people. They're going to prevent that. And this will be the weapon of control. And in the meantime, another question would be, what does a war do for the climate? What does the war in Ukraine do? We're, we're funding weapons. What does that do to the climate? Oh, that doesn't affect it? So then the only thing in the future you can do is what, bomb? By 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what- now, what's a net cost? You know, the idiots who never did a thing in their fracking life. Hey, Morphodite. What's a net? Can you explain it to me? Because we know what net profit is, right? It's what you're left with after costs and all the other things that go into profit. So so how do you quantify? What is the measuring? How do you audit any verbiage of success in this? What uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing Let me ask again. Maybe I'm, being, right now. maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how... How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13 percent of global emissions. You don't right know, now. do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't. There isn't any math. Of course, he doesn't know. It was never intended to be a solution. It was always intended to be a control mechanism to control behavior and to limit the wealth of everyone. And the only way you get ahead is like Chicago. Hey, you got a guy? You got a guy that's got a guy. And here, this is a perfect teachable experience. There's that empty lot of nothingness owned by half-assed would-be gangsters. Now, we brought up on the show, well, what about the land? After all, it's been an industrial area for decades. What about the land? And, and, and I had lopez on and we said has there ever been a phase one let alone a phase two or a phase three done so we can see if the land is contaminated well there's an answer now see that that question spawns some attention my favorite part in government corruption is when you are a land owner 
the liability in owning that land is that you have to know that. So when you're owning it and you need those phases, you have to, you, the owner, has to pay for those tests. Unless you're in a mafia-controlled area. Oh, no. Listen to the way this story is reported. And notice how it slipped in. The city of Chicago flipped the $50,000 bill to have that land tested. By the way, they're charging the city $91,000 a month for contaminated land. But listen to how it's flipped in. We now want to bring you our NBC5 Investigates report on the migrant base camp in Brighton Park. Some testing being done on environmental studies on the ground there to see if the base camp is safe for people to live there. Let's go to Bennett Haberly for the latest. Bennett. Allison, a lot of questions about this. Mayor Brandon Johnson's office was asked today about a status update on these proposed base camps. He did not provide an answer. The records we obtained from the city show that this Brighton Park site has had nearly a century of industrial use, and that's led to concerns about what's underneath. For a vacant lot, it's received a lot of attention. Brighton Park residents continue to hold vigil near 38th in California, protesting this lot's potential use as a base camp for migrants. Our concerns are for the safety of the people who the city wants to put here. This is an industrial site that used to be a freight terminal. Um, They used to have a zinc smelter on here. With colder weather approaching, the city is looking to relocate nearly 2,000 people who are sleeping at airports and outside Chicago police districts. This site in particular has prompted pushback in part because of environmental concerns. An aerial photograph from 1938 shows it was part of the rail yard. And in the decades since, photograph after photograph show its prolonged use as an industrial site. Records obtained by NBC5 Investigates through a Freedom of Information Act request show the city of Chicago recently hired a company, Terracon Consultants, for $50,000. So the city signed a lease on land without any environmental studies done. They want you to believe. And when it comes to the attention of people, the city pays $50,000 on top of the $91,000 a month to see if the land's contaminated? This deal could not happen in an honest community. Couldn't happen. None of it could happen. It would have never been able to be leased without that study done. It would have never been able, able to be bought, to be transacted. None of it would have happened. This is equivalent to having the greasy, slimy Tony Resco use his bag man wife to transfer property to a political whore who was three months late on his car payment. Oh, that happened too. That's what you got to love about these mafia governments. The rules are, there are no rules. What's the benefit? Nothing. It doesn't matter. What are you going to do? Anything we want to do. It's mafia town. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show. Where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, the answer. AM560. The answer. Hammer time. My kind of town. How you do? Did anybody find out the half-assed, butter-handed pansies that own it? Anybody? No, that's secret information. It's top secret. Tom in Blue Island. 
Hey, Sean, Dittos, that story you just uh, played mentioned a zinc smelter. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'd love to get a hold of one. You think you could get a hold of your buddy, uh, Randy, at Dialy Auction, see if he can hook me well, up with one? I think, I think zinc smelter was uh, Kamala Harris's nickname in high school, but it's a bad process, and in fact, the downside is carbon monoxide. Ooh, that's the bad one. Oh, yeah, you got car- carbon monoxide, you got lead, you got all the kinds of stuff that make you look uh, like your pet Quinn. The old governor. You look like you should be on the cover of a disclosure. Don't eat paint chips. You can look like this. Which, by the way, is a little bit like Fetterman or that guy in the Goonies. The viaducts underneath the tracks at Clinton and Fulton Streets have always been a place for the homeless. But West Loop residents say when the unhoused people began living in tents, it changed. It started out as a couple tents. Like when I first moved here, it was a couple tents over there and then a couple here. And now it's just grown and grown and seems that it, it can't be contained. Residents say the viaducts are no longer homeless encampments. They have become a haven for violent crime and drug dealing at all times of day. In recent months, we have recovered multiple guns, hundreds of drug packets. There has been two armed robberies. In fact, two shootings in the last in the last couple weeks. 34th Ward Alderman Bill Conway says he took his public safety concerns to the Johnson administration. Conway says mayoral senior advisor Jason Lee told him the administration would help in exchange for Conway's support on two key votes. You know what that's called, don't you? Quid pro quo is the verbiage that lawyers use to uh, tell you it's an illegal act that's only legal in the realm of Chicago politics. By the way, what was his name? That sounds like a short in a pants name, doesn't it? I bet you it does. Do me a favor, all you rat Democrats that destroyed my once great city, don't come to Florida. Don't even say floor. Don't say floor. Don't say Ida. Don't even come here. And get your fat-ass lobbyist relatives off the beaches. You look preposterous out here. And they said they would they condition solving this public safety crisis on my votes on tip credit and raising the real estate transfer tax. That's basically the admission of a crime. Not in Chicago. That's called politics. How's that comad deal going? How's that? Com- oh, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the rate increase. Something tells me the rate increase is a lock. You morons. And I am unwilling to bargain on public safety. Conway says he didn't. Yeah, but what about the offer of corruption? What do, what do you think that should do? What do you think, Conway? Conway, wasn't that? Uh, in, in Goodfellas, wasn't that the guy's name, Conway? I'm pretty sure it was. Vote for either initiative. As a result, he says... A Jimmy Conway, right? I'm pretty sure. City plan to remove some of the drug dealing tents was scrapped. Conway has reported the situation to the Inspector General's office. Oh boy, who works in the Inspector General's office? You think it's a relative at a Daly's? Or maybe it's a relative of Ed Burke, like his wife that sat on the Supreme Court Justice? And if that doesn't work, you've always got the green energy scam. You got it. We contributed a lot here in the United States over the last 300 years. That's why I'm working with... Contributed what? Hey, you fracking moron. What are you talking about? We contributed what? You mean success? Where would the world be without us, you idiots? It'd be like Chicago or Guadalajara or any other third world hellhole of corruption. Our Congress to dramatically increase international climate financing. Yeah. Because if it's one thing we need, it's more financing for scams, you crooked bastards. We'll be back in 21 hours to kick their dentures down their throats again. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.